Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, worship team. Why don't we give them a hand? Yong is going to stay up here with me. Make me sound more spiritual, I reckon. Thank you, Yong. Anya Haseo? No, you're Chinese, right? Ni hao. Korean. Anya Haseo. That was a very racist thing for me to do. I apologize for that. I was going to say something then. I will say it. All Asians look the same. But I can say it. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible of me. Wow. Well, I, um, I used to be an Uber driver. No, just joking. <laughs> These jokes just keep, keep coming, hey? No, I, didn't, I wasn't an Uber driver. But hey, I'm telling you, it's so uh, awesome. What an awesome uh, honor it is to be here. And uh, thank you so, so much, uh, Pastor Ed and uh, Pastor Gail as well. Just uh, honestly, I feel so blessed and so honored to have gotten to know them more over the last couple of days. And uh, love your heart, love your heart for the city, love your heart for the people. And I'm just so grateful and um, so honored to have just spent time with you guys. So why don't we give it up again for your senior pastors? Seriously, they love you. They love you. Exciting days ahead for City Church. Exciting days ahead for City Church. Come on. But I've realized on the journey that we cannot do it without the Holy Spirit, that we need the presence of God. I mean, that's what changed my life. The presence of God was everything for me. I mean, I shared this morning that uh, the first time I walked into a church service, feel free to play, yeah, just even quietly in the background. That'd be great, man. The first time I walked into a church service, Nothing was attractive logically to me. Nothing, the, the music wasn't great and, and the preacher didn't sound great. And the, the welcome team, they didn't seem great to me. But it was something about the presence of God that, that translated into the atmosphere of the place that captivated my heart and changed my life forever. And I believe that as the church that let us never neglect or let us never, ever put the Holy Spirit under a rug. Let, let us never be people that think that we can do this without the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is God. It's God on earth. And so if we say no to the Holy Spirit, we're saying no to God to move through us, to empower us, to speak through us, to strengthen us, to immobilize us, to give us vision, to speak, through, to speak specific words through our very mouth into the heart of someone transforming someone. The Holy Spirit wants to move tonight. The Holy Spirit is here tonight. And I just believe in absolute transformation. I believe in words that literally, they, they shift a life. No matter what situation you're in right now, let's have faith. Let's lean in. And let's pray right now that God is going to shift something in our hearts tonight. Father God, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for your sweet sweet presence. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God, that as I am up here, Father God, that people wouldn't see a man, 
or they wouldn't look to a man, Father God, but they would look to you and, and they would lean into you and to what you are saying. Thank you that you are incredible. You are powerful, Lord God, that you can change things, Lord God, that you can shift something right now, Lord God. We pray for miracles tonight, Lord God. We pray for a mighty move of your Holy Spirit in this place, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said... Amen. Amen. I had an, a crazy introduction to the Holy Spirit. I didn't grow up in a, in a Christian home, and so I had no idea about anything spiritual. I did not even believe in ghosts. I was like, I don't believe in anything, nothing. I don't believe in anything spiritual. And so not long after I walked into a church building for the first time, I gave my life to Christ not long after that. And then my pastor, my senior pastor, challenged me. And he said, Teo, I know you're quite a new Christian, but I want you to take a step of faith and believe for a miracle. I said, I, I don't have a master's of theology. I don't have a Bible college degree. I am not fit for this. I cannot, I cannot create miracles. He goes, exactly, but it's the Holy Spirit that creates miracles. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to use you. It's not even about you, Teo, but all you need to do is be faithful, take a step of faith, be obedient, and believe. And then the Holy Spirit will use you and move through you. So all of a sudden, I enter into this room, and there's a gentleman sitting in the middle of the room, Pastor Ed. He had gangrene, and so they were going to amputate his legs in two weeks. And I saw the report in front of me and they said, look, he's got an illness and we're going to have to amputate his legs. And I was just thinking, this is not good at all that he's going to this hospital and he's having this surgery. I said, something's got to happen. And my senior pastor at the time, he said, Teo, pray for healing, pray for restoration. And I just walked into that room with a sense of faith in my heart. And I just thought in my head, you know what, God, if you can do it, this is going to happen. We're going to see a miracle today. And so with this faith in my heart, I laid hands on him. And as I laid hands on him, I felt the fire of God go up and down my arm. And it left my fingers as I touched him. And as soon as I touched him, I felt this heat and this power and, and, and this explosive power. And literally, as I touched him, it knocked him off the chair, this power. And I just gently touched him and he fell off the chair. And he could feel warmth up and down his leg. And he was saying to me, Teo, I cannot believe it, but I'm feeling better. I'm feeling warmth up and down my leg. And so he got the report from the doctors not long after, and he was totally healed. Totally healed from gangrene. And I didn't believe in miracles, or I didn't believe in healing, or I didn't believe in any of that stuff, but I had a bit of faith in the Word of God, and I trusted what the Word of God said. And I don't believe that God... He doesn't like it when we're sick. He doesn't like it when we're suffering. He doesn't like it. And it's just amazing that Jesus Christ, He didn't just die for our sin on the cross. He also died for our sickness. He died for our pain. He died for our sorrow. He bore all those things on the cross at Calvary to set us free. He set us free. Son of God, He set us free. And we don't have to be captives to these things as we have faith and we together believe as a community and lay hands and we receive something significant. I wanted to talk about a message tonight and the title is, There is a Flame. Turn to the person next to you and say, There is a Flame. So exciting. Walking with God, walking with the Holy Spirit, 
walking. This is what Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says. It says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. There's this guy called John Piper. He's a theologian and a preacher and an author. And he's quite conservative. Like he takes the conservative approach of, hmm, let's analytically, uh, you know, critically analyze this, this whole situation. And he uses his logic and he uses his mind, his brain, his, his education to decipher whether something is from God or not. And so he's very conservative. So with all these miracles and signs and wonders, he, t- he takes a bit of a backseat with those things. And he assesses everything. He's like, hmm, did God really do that? But what I love about him is this is what he said. A Christian without power is a Christian who needs the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What I love is that he even understands. Someone who takes the the conservative approach, he even understands that there is a significant thing that takes place when we open ourselves up to God and in his presence, when we open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit. There is something that takes place. And when we are living a powerless life, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. I love this, that in all four Gospels, believe it or not, Jesus Christ is called the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. In all four Gospels, when it talks about him being baptized in the River Jordan by John the Baptist, the Bible describes Jesus four times as the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. And in only one gospel, in the book of John, it calls Jesus the Lamb of God who takes away our sins. And, and He is. He is our Savior who, who saves us from darkness. And He wipes away our sins. He takes away our sins. And, and He's our, the Redeemer. And, and He transfers us in from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light and so he is our savior he does forgive us of our sins but i find it very interesting that in four gospels he is called the baptizer of the holy spirit it's emphasizing the fact that jesus has come not just to bring salvation not just to bring life not just to bring encouragement but he's also come to bring healing to bring restoration to bring empowerment to bring favor He's come to bring transformation, reconciliation. He's come for so many other things. And I find this fascinating that Jesus has been called the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. I love it in Acts chapter 1 verse 5. It says this, for John baptized, this is Jesus speaking, for John, talking about John the Baptist, John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He's re-emphasizing and reinstating the very purpose of why he's come. Because I will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. I will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. All you need to do is receive, is receive. I remember I was down at uh, Melbourne, Pastor Ed, and I was preaching at a conference there. And I was actually a bit concerned about a young gentleman. He was standing at the back wall of the auditorium, and I was wondering why he's looking so cranky because he had his arms crossed you know during worship and he was kind of like during my preaching he was like "Mm." and I was thinking is he okay what's going on with him and so in the middle of worship time after I preached I I just felt to go down to the back of the auditorium so I walked down to the back went down the stairs walked down to the back 
And I just stood next to him. And I said, buddy, how you feeling? Are you okay? And he said to me, I'm really not okay, Pastor Taylor. I'm really not okay. And it's not this worship. It's not like the worship leader. It's not his fault. It's not the sermon. It's not because you're a, you know, I'm not saying that you're a bad preacher or anything. That's not the reason why I'm upset. The reason why I'm upset is because of the things under my seat. And I'm like, what's under your seat? Dude, what's going on? I look under his seat and there's crutches. And I'm like, oh, man. So what's going on? What happened? What's your story? And he said, well, basically, God gave me a word. He said that in terms of fencing, not the one that you build around your house, but the, the sport, fencing, I would become the, the top fencer in Australia for my age division. And God showed me a very clear picture that I was going to win the national competition for fencing. And, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. But he goes, how is that awesome when I'm on crutches? I broke my ankle. This is a really bad thing. You know, like I, I will never accomplish the vision and the dream God has put on my heart. Why would God tell me something like that if I'm on crutches? So what God said doesn't line up with what my reality is telling me. I don't know what to do, Taylor. I'm so upset. And I said to him, mate, do you have the faith to believe? He goes, for what? I said, for a miracle. Let's just, let's just try and see. Let's just give it a go. And so I got on my knees and I started, I put my hands on his ankles like that, on, one, on his left ankle. And I just said, God, I just pray that you would touch this young man. I pray that your healing power would flow now in Jesus' name. Now, in Jesus' name. And as we continue to pray, as we continue to pray, all of a sudden he felt this flow. He felt this power go into his ankle. And I was just as shocked as he was, believe me. I've seen so many miracles in my life, but I was just shocked that he was like literally starting to stand up and starting to do this. And I'm like, what's going on? He goes, I think I've been healed. Do you mind, Pastor Tay, if I run around the building three times? I'm like, I don't know if that's good, man. You've got a broken ankle, bro. This is, I'm not liable, okay? They'll send me to prison, man. This is not good, okay? And he goes, no, I feel like I can run. And so no one's really watching. And everybody knows that this guy has got a broken ankle. And so all I see is this guy sprinting down. I'm like, what is going on? And he literally goes outside the building and runs around. And people can see this figure going past the windows. And everyone's like, what is going on? Didn't he have a broken ankle? What is going on? And everyone's celebrating, celebrating, celebrating. And immediately after the service, I get a phone call. And uh the phone call is from the senior pastor of the church that I was preaching at the following day. And uh, he said, Teo, I cannot believe it. Do you know what just happened? I said, yeah, 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 I was there. And he was like, all right. So what happened was this young guy, Nick, got healed, right, from a broken ankle. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, did you know that was my son? And I'm like, are you serious? Way to get invited back to a church to speak, right? Just heal the senior pastor's son. It's all good. And so I was like, that's so cool. And he goes, did you know that he um, was enrolled to um, compete in a national competition for fencing? And we took him, we withdrew him out of the competition because of his broken ankle. Did you know that? I said, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't know that you recently enrolled him into a competition. He goes, well, guess what? I've signed him back up. 
online and I, I got approval straight away. So he's back into the competition table and he competes in a few weeks and I'm like, that's awesome, bro. That is so cool. And so I'm sitting on the couch back at home in Canberra a few weeks later, just, just drinking a cup of water and my phone goes off and it's Pastor Chris and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. How are you, Pastor Chris? He goes, dude, you wouldn't believe it. My son is number one in the country for fencing. How good's that? It's like, wow. The power of God. It changes things. It, it makes life better. It, it transforms things. And what it does is it displays the very reality that God is real and that God loves us. I believe that there is honestly a purpose to the power and, and miracle. It's not to boost the preacher and it's not to boost an ego or it's not to boost the guest preacher's ego. It's none of that. It's actually about displaying how God loves his people. And that's when the power of God moves significantly. That's, what I, that's when I've seen God move in power and miracles and signs. It's just when God says, hey, I'm here. Just to let you know I'm here. And another thing to let you know that I care for you. I am for you. I am with you. You can trust in me. That's what the power of God does in our life. I love it. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, this is what it says. It says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall receive power. And then it says something interesting. It says, you shall be my witnesses. I love that, that the Holy Spirit doesn't just empower us to feel warm, fuzzy emotions on a Sunday evening service. The Holy Spirit empowers us so we can be witnesses. Because he understands that there's people out there that are broken. There's people in the church building that, that are hurting. And that are, there are marriages that are suffering. There are people in pain, physical pain. There are people that are going through turmoil and we don't even know. And these people are all around. These people are all over the place. These people live next door to us. These people are down the road. These people live in our suburb and the Holy Spirit. He's, you know, he, he feels the pain in our streets, in our highways, in our byways. And he says, be my witnesses. Receive my power so you can show my love and put my love on display. I just want to show off my love to the people so that they can lean into me. They can trust me. They can believe in me. They, they can have faith in me. That they can see me as a good, good father. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit so we can show people how good God is. We can show people how good God is. We are empowered to witness. Acts chapter 2, verse 2 to 4. It talks about a rushing wind. It talks about an encounter that over a hundred people had in an upper room. And the Holy Spirit came. And the Old Testament was promising that the Holy Spirit would come upon people. And, and when the Holy Spirit would touch people, that people would start to prophesy. People would start to come alive. People would start, their hearts would transform, that, that God would encounter people, that there would come a day when the Holy Spirit would get a hold of people and those people would never be the same again. There would come a day when there are people that are backslidden that will come back to church. There will come a day when people that are timid are no longer timid and they're actually able to speak with confidence boldness there will come a day when people have had trauma in their life and all of a sudden they're healed because someone prayed for them there's going to come a day 
And each and every person in that room received a flame. And my message tonight is that each and every person tonight has a flame. Every single one of us has a flame. And that flame empowers us. That flame moves us forward. That flame gives us the strength and the courage. That flame gives us power and authority to make a difference on planet Earth. It gives us confidence when we feel like we're a mess. It, it, gives, us, it gives us a strength for other people when they're going through things so we can be a shoulder for them to lean on. It gives us wisdom in a situation that looks impossible. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us the provision that we need in the season that we need it most. People think that the Holy Spirit is just an experience that you feel when you give your life to Christ and that is it. And that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the same, same experience as receiving Jesus in your heart and making a decision to follow Him. In the Bible, it talks about a separate experience. So there's one experience where you decide to follow Jesus. God saves you. He cleanses you of your sin. He gives you righteousness as a gift, as a free gift. You receive His grace. You receive Jesus. You decide to follow Him. And perhaps you may be water baptized as a result of following Him. And we'd encourage every single person who calls Jesus their Lord and Savior to get water baptized. And then they receive the Holy Spirit. But that doesn't mean you're necessarily baptized with the Holy Spirit. There's a separate experience. And this is found in Acts chapter 19, verse 6. When Paul was going around the streets and he heard of an incredible preacher. And this incredible preacher was called Apollos. And he was like, hey, Apollos, have you heard that there is another experience? Have you heard that there is a Holy Spirit? And Apollos said, I haven't even heard that there is another, that there is even a Holy Spirit. I didn't even know that there's a Holy Spirit. But Apollos was a significant minister. He was a preacher of the gospel. He spoke about Jesus. He, he, had a, he ran crusades and many people would follow Jesus as a result of the ministry of Apollos. He was a significant communicator. He spoke very eloquently. He was a great influencer. He, he, he really helped so many, so many people. But Paul said, have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit upon believing. And he said, I haven't received it, but I want everything that God has for me. So if it is something that God wants me to have, if God wants to give me the Holy Spirit, if He wants to fill me up, if He wants, if he wants to drench me in His power, in His presence, if He wants me to have the Holy Spirit and be baptized in the Holy Spirit, then I'm going to ask to receive that today. And they laid hands on him and instantly as they laid hands on him, he started to prophesy and speak in tongues. This is one of the evidences that we've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to get everybody to stand up on their feet because I believe that there is a flame. I believe that there is an experience. I believe that there is an encounter tonight. I believe that God is going to move in a supernatural way. I believe that there are going to be people for the first time, you, you're going to experience the power of God here tonight. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.